0: I've been talking about if we were taught how to take an L in sex ed class or even just health class, like how to take a loss, like everybody's lives would be better, right? Instead of the classic, like, um, you know, do you want to go to dance with me? No, I don't. Well, you're fucking ugly. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, moments ago, you wanted to spin me about. Um, Moments ago, you wanted to spin now, me about. Yeah,
1: what a great joke!
0: And if is that
1: you going to say it? Yeah, a great it's just a new bit. Moments I'm, ago, you wanted to spin me about. <laughs> that is the voice of the great Beth Stelling. She's been on the podcast before, and she's back. She has a new special that has gotten all kinds of rave reviews from Vulture and the New York Times. Called "If You Didn't Want Me," then um, I couldn't recommend it more highly. And, that, and we have a great chat today. Um, I am in Boston this week. I'm performing the beginning of my Please Stop the Ride tour. Ten performances at the Wilbur Theater. So exciting. And I just announced um, I've got a lot of comments. How come you're not coming to Chicago? How come you're not coming to Los Angeles? We just announced I'm coming to Chicago Theater. I'm coming to Los Angeles to the Ace Hotel Theater. They just went on sale Get the best tickets now on burbigs.com. That's the best way to find out. And we just announced I'll be in Austin at the Moon Tower Comedy Festival for three shows of the Paramount Theater, one of my favorite theaters in the country. I'll also be in Big Sky, Montana, Vancouver, Seattle, Walla Walla, Portland, Oregon, St. Petersburg, Florida, Jacksonville, Orlando, Miami Beach, Aspen, all, all over Colorado, Beaver Creek, Fort Collins. We just had a third show in Denver, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, <laughs> uh, all over Texas, Troy, New York, Rochester, Toronto, Atlanta, Charlotte Richmond and we just added a second show in Washington DC all of us at burbigs.com join the mailing list to be the first to know I love this chat with Beth Stelling we talk about authenticity in comedy we talk about her dad feeding raccoons <laughs> from a trough it's a wide-ranging discussion uh, we talk about field hockey she's uh, she's taking a slight pause on comedy. Uh, This month because she's uh, she's an amazing field hockey player and she's playing professionally. Fascinating person. I think you're going to love this. Enjoy my conversation with the great Beth Stelling. It just so happened that just before you arrived, Pete Holmes called. Oh yeah. And I was like, Do you have any questions for Beth? And he's like, I have
0: so many questions.
1: <laughs> His question was interesting. It took me by surprise.
0: Really? You know? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna I'm interested. He's a
1: character. Cause he was like, How did Beth arrive? He goes, in contrast to me, I'm like flailing around the stage. I'm needy. I'm all this. How is she so sort of like comfortable in her own skin and like he compared you to like Nate Bargatze, like that you have such a <laughs> defined voice that like you don't need the audience to affirm you to be who you are.
0: <laughs> that's very nice. You, and I thought
1: that was a good point. I didn't think of it that way, but I, I totally agreed. I was like, yeah, like how that's a good question. How did you how do you arrive at like who who you are on stage?
0: I don't know. I didn't plan a persona. I just wrote, and then that's how it came out of me. I know what you mean. I relate to that a lot. I just. At once, I recorded myself and watched myself before an open mic on my computer. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm never doing that again. I mean, just sitting in front of my computer, like, I'm going to try the bits and see what that looks like. You
1: mean before you did stand-up in front of an audience?
0: Mm, I think I may have already done it before at that point. Yes, early I had. on. I had. Yeah. Now that I recall, because I tried in college. But... um, yeah, I recorded myself and watched it back and I was like, oh, I can't do that anymore. Oh, interesting. But I think I've gotten more close to myself and my personality as time has gone on.
1: I think it's knowing you, I think it's really close. Thank you. Like I think it's like remarkably close. And then like you're just hitting people with punchlines like throughout the set. Just so many like classics in this special. Like Thank you, you, you know that it was like we don't believe women. Uh, oh except- yeah, the only
0: time men believe women is when we're, we're lying about being eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> that is a killer. <laughs> It is Thank like <laughs> I mean, like some I will say from the beginning of what I ever did, because I never studied stand-up, I wasn't like a student of stand-up, I was never idolizing certain people and I avoided watching it for the longest time because I was terrified of stealing. Oh so, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So the fact that when I got my first little review, or it was actually just a d- descriptor on a lineup at the Lincoln Lodge in Chicago, it said subtle dark something. Midwestern, Subtle <laughs> Dark, Midwestern or something. Oh. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what I am. I didn't know how to describe myself. So dark Midwestern. And sometimes when people still do it, I'm like, okay, I guess that's what I am. I, I find myself to be, like we said, more defined, closer to my personality, always grateful that I wasn't big because it's exhausting. Being big. Yeah, screaming and yelling. Being I don't like being put on or fake. Yeah. I really, really yearn to be authentic. Yeah. Like it's my deepest desire is that I haven't, I'm not faking it.
1: How did you arrive at that? Is it because that's what you liked in comedy?
0: Yeah, I'm like, I wonder how I did that. I think it's also safer, right, I guess, to be to be small, to be subtle, and I don't although know if it's I, safer. I lived in I silence a lot. Like people used to say like, "Oh, you're not afraid of silent moments, which could be a dig. I don't think you are. but yeah, you're, you're not afraid
1: of it, which is no, it's not a dig at all. I mean, the comedians. Who I admire most are people who are unafraid of silence. Yeah. Silence is powerful in stand-up.
0: Uh, one thing that stood out to me on this last special, when, which Mo Welch, friend and comedian, directed, she said, you know, when you do go big on some of your moments yeah. or your act-outs, it's even more powerful because we're used to you being so in control. And yeah. So she did push me a little... And those moments to like have fun with them. Yeah. And I think I'm taking that note into probably my, this next new hour that I'm doing on the road. Oh, like I feel bigger. I feel like I'm- Oh, that's I'm, cool. It's, yeah, I, I'm not like changing my style, but I think a change is afoot.
1: It's funny because I was thinking back to when you and I've been on the road together, like a lot, I feel yeah.
0: like. like. I had some great times. Yeah.
1: There's a handful of times where you and I were on the road together and- You saw me at really vulnerable moments. Like I think of two of them. One of them is it was like Irvine, Irvine. I think, Uh where I was like reading new material, some new material, and someone just heckled me, like, "Why are you
0: reading?" It was a dude, yeah, yeah, and it was
1: rough. And I felt you handled it beautifully.
0: Thanks. I you didn't seem rattled. I felt protective of you, and I was like. I, but I didn't need to do anything because he handled it so well. I'm not like I was going to come rescue you, but I'm there. I would have said something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm the type of person who would, like, come out from the side and be like, fuck off. Yeah. Because I'm just sort of like, it said it in the title,
1: Right, working it out. You said
0: working it out. Like, I guess that's the trouble is there's always going to be a little riffraff that gets in with the fans. It's true. (laughs) And and you want to bring new people in, of course. Yeah. And you never want to be only surrounded by people who know you and adore you. Yeah. You want to be bringing new people along all the time. But there's just going to be some people that don't get it. I think that's like the era that we're in where at least I deal with – I told you I was just looking at (laughs) – It's like a lot of old white men on Facebook that come for me, but it's sort of like, why am I looking at their comments?
1: I'm a huge fan of those guys. I'm just like, I follow all of them.
0: (laughs) I'm just like, I'm not for you, and that's okay. Right. Like to go through the world like you are an emperor at the top of some sort of gladiatorial ring.
1: Right. Thumbs up, thumbs medium, thumbs down. Yeah. yeah,
0: It's like you don't get to decide. I'm not for you. That's no. I think
1: that that's that's therein lies the kind of perverse. Uh, uh, upside down world of like people instant criticism where it puts so much power in people's hands.
0: But the guy who yelled that, it's like part of me wants to go, okay, then leave if you don't like it. (laughs) And then the other part of me wants to go, but, If you just stayed and listened and got to know him, you'd love it. Right. So, like, I think it's that push and pull where it's like, we want to be loved. We want our art to reach lots of people. Yeah. Could you just give me a chance? Yeah. (laughs) But then I'm also like, but it's also okay if you don't like me. I I don't know what to tell you. You don't have to go through the world thinking everything is for you. And what an interesting way to live.
1: What are, like, you're saying these annoying Facebook Men. Men are complaining. What what is there? What are people's criticism, and do you take it like? How do you take it in?
0: I don't know why I look. I'm like, yeah. it's like my my cycle started. I like, I think I was feeling extra emotional. Like it's almost like I'm looking for things to right <laughs> bring me down sure. further.
1: I know I know the feeling. Yeah, I'm I'm like, well. why would
0: I go look at this? Yeah, and it's because like you know this some like whatever was posted to social media on Facebook to get my to keep promoting my special, yeah, that's what's getting commented on. Um, and so it's like, yes, I choose the clips sometimes, but I don't always. Right. And if it's a, this one was, a, 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 oh, about height, like going from dating a tall guy to well, a small that, guy yeah. and how it's like, you know, when you think a jug of juice is, is full, but it's empty. And you're like, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> so you I know? love that. <laughs> Thank you. And it's a lot of like. Of course, there'll be comments like, "Oh, a lot of little d energy in these comments," and then it'll be like, "Sounds like you know her, or you're a family member." You know what I mean? Like it, it's like a lot what do you of mean, inner sounds fighting. Like you know her? Yeah. So basically, someone who's like kind of maybe mediocrely defending me is then getting attacked <laughs> for defending me. Like, sounds like you know oh, her. Gosh. And I wrote back to him, and I said, "It's." I said, "I don't know Heart of Pine because that's, <laughs> that's who <laughs> I commented." Don't know Heart of Pine. I said, "I don't know oh, Heart God. of Pine." I said, but it sounds like you're not following your dreams or something like that. Yeah. But I do know, I said, I don't know how to find but I do know you're not following your dreams. Oh, gosh. And he wrote back, you're right, um, take care, Beth. Oh, gosh. I mean, like, so had, sometimes like, nice they resolution. really do end like that because it, it's, it's like a hurt person no. seeing someone who they don't think should probably be talking to a microphone, let alone... Right. Have something that they want or whatever is just living out their dream right and being like, well, I'm not doing that, and that's terrible and yeah. then of course there's the male ego and I love men i I need men in my life I love them I want them to be full and thinking and beautiful humans that can be a you know tough and vulnerable and yeah. still be a man like I, I I love men so when I'm like making a joke like that and they Go so deepward into their psyche, and they're like, "She's talking about, huh? I'm short, or I have a little dick." And then it's like, "I hate her," or "This is terrible," or "You're." It'll. It's like another female comedian talking about sex. All women talk about is sex. It's a lot of that, and it's like I have an hour of material. This was the clip that got chosen. Yeah, arguably, like even some of my consent stuff, consent jokes from Girl Daddy. It'll be like another comedian talking about sex, and I'll reply sometimes like, "This is about consent." Right. Or even this joke. This is about height. Right. So I go into their profile and I did it this morning. This morning it was something like, I was waiting for the man bashing. And then of course it came. And I wrote back something like, I love men. This yeah. is just merely a joke about height. Yeah. And he said something back so like- so
1: It's a, just a joke about your experience.
0: Yeah. Just the thing exactly. The an
1: experience you had. Sure, sure. It, it was an experience and then you're like- it's an analogy. It's yeah. like this. It's, it's a like metaphor. when I take yeah, a, exactly. a, a b- 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 thing out of the uh, fridge and it's like this. Right. It makes you, you it makes you laugh cuz you go, "Oh yeah, I've never thought about it like that."
0: Right. It's not that it complex. Could, it doesn't need to be that deep, but I guess what I got back to him went back and forth with him a little bit, I was like, "Just focus on the happiness of." Like I I said only someone who's like probably bad at cunnilingus would would hear that this was maybe another bit, maybe not the jug of the juice. This might've been something. <laughs> oh, this might've been the field hockey one where I say I've never gone on a, down on a woman, but I have had a man go down on me so badly. I felt like, let me down there, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, just to see. And I, so I wrote back to him, like, this is only something, someone who feels like insecure about that skill of theirs. So yeah. I went to his profile, of course, <laughs> and I looked up some of his stuff and I said, all you need to do is focus on Making Jen come with your mouth. Oh my god! And he wrote back, "Touche." You love to troll too. Oh my god! Like these men are deep in their feelings, deep in their anger, like like assuming the worst about what they're watching, and really just need attention. I guess it's like a
1: decent outcome.
0: It again. I know that's <laughs> a kind. And then people are like, "Why do you do that?" And I'm like, "Because of that." Yeah. It's kind of nice. And the other guy was like, you're right. I'm not following my dreams. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, mean. and then I also could have my life back. (laughs) 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 No, I mean, it's funny. I've had
1: the same thing over the years where every now and then someone's comment on the internet, I'll be like, come on, this is just outrageous. And I'll write back. And I'll write back reasonably, which is how you respond to hecklers. You go, hey, why are you talking? I got the microphone and I'm doing the show and don't worry about it. And usually, like, it's just, like, just be reasonable on stage. And they end up being, like, quiet afterwards. And on the internet, I find it similar. It's like if you actually say like you're saying, like— Hey, maybe you didn't follow your dreams, and like it's it deflates the situation. Yeah, and because the, they well, because it's the be, it's the being seen of it all. But what I, I would say on a positive front, like what are the comments or what are the responses after your shows that are most fulfilling to you?
0: Oh my gosh, there's so many. Be- I mean, I received that's the thing. I received like this most beautiful email on the planet after Portland shows this weekend. That was like. My wife and I couldn't afford to go and I missed the email. So I replied and said, obviously, if you guys can come, I'll try to get you into this 10 p.m. And then they wrote back yesterday and was like, actually, my ex-wife knows how much of a fan we are and they got it, who lives in L.A. and they got us tickets to see you in Portland because we're still friends and they knew how much it meant to us to go see you. And it was just sort of like the most beautiful thing, like along the lines of like whatever happens in the world, I just want to know what you think of it through your eyes. You could talk about anything and I right. just want to hear it from you. It's like, and they commented on how refreshing it felt to hang out with me in the sense that it felt like a friend. It was like authentic oh, in that way that I was very present and that they just, that I made them laugh for an hour, that their, their stomach hurt, you it, know? It
1: is an extraordinary thing right now. We were just talking to be homes about this the other day. The times are so challenging right now, such that if you can make someone laugh for an hour, it is actually a gift. Yes. Because it's, it's hard.
0: Yeah. I think that's that's like, sometimes speaking of like, you know, how I used to feel like I was going into battle. Yeah. When I have to shake that off, I still have that little thing in me like, that's like, I'll oh, shut up. And it's like people are like, no, please keep yeah. going. Like so- Wait, What's the battle analogy? Like um, when I was early days of headlining, I felt like be tough, go out there, prove yourself. Like yeah. I have to have this like, this isn't going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And now it's not that it's easy, but I could go out and be myself and be like, these people are here to see you and have fun. So right. embrace that joy. Like you don't have to be all closed off. Like, do you like me? Do you not like me? Yeah. And now I'm like, you. I want to receive you the open love open yourself from up, yeah. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun with this, yeah. Yes.
1: Um, you talked about your dad a lot. And it's like, you tell this amazing story in the news special about him literally feeding... Like what ends up being like ninety-one raccoons outside of his house. And I in care. the credits, spoiler alert, you should watch the special anyway. And then listen to this. You have all the photos of the raccoons that they're the real photos. Oh yeah. I mean, those photos are priceless.
0: There's more it there was an my stepmother had made a a PowerPoint slideshow <laughs> to the electric slide. Of all of them. Oh my God. One time a black bear came. It's just on one of my old Nokia phones that I can't possibly find. But yeah. all kinds of animals were drawn to that backyard. It's not even a huge place or anything. He
1: would f- so 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 your father would feed the Big raccoons with like dog, dog food. food.
0: I'm, sure, I, I, I'm sure I could get a sponsorship or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> sure that's what find. they want to be known for.
0: <laughs> they I want need, to be known for I feeding find,
1: raccoons yeah. out of your backyard in the Florida. Cheapest,
0: the cheapest dog food he got.
1: Yo, but then um, he did
0: spring for the Hershey kisses for dessert, so
1: that's funny. The how in on it is your dad that that's funny? It's like, come on,
0: he is very much his, his typical response is, You talk about whatever you want, it's your like you lived it too. That's nice, yeah. So he's sort of like, Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I don't know if he's ever said like that's so funny. <laughs> you
1: know You know, a phrase like that's so funny. For example, he hasn't said. Like
0: instead of laughing when a person in the crowd's like, That's good.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: That happened at the improv the other night. I'm like, thank you for the It's feedback. almost worse than a heckle when someone <laughs> said, That's good. That's good. Yeah. Tell your body to react in the form of a laugh next time. Right. It's like, this isn't a meeting. (laughs) We're not at a meeting. I go, I'm doing my job. You guys are terrible at yours. Did you come to have fun? I I don't know what to tell you. Oh my gosh. But yeah, he's never, he's he's not laughing. It's more, (laughs) (laughs) in fact, he was like, we don't have Netflix. I had to go over to your aunts to watch it. Oh, I love that. He was like, I think I'll watch it again. I'll try to watch it again sometime. Well, it's interesting, like,
1: the description of you, you were saying they were marketing you as dark. I know. Dark and Midwestern or something.
0: Yeah, that was my earliest little descriptor on a show at Lincoln Lodge in Chicago. And I was like, well, I guess that's what I am.
1: But it's funny, Midwestern, like, I, when I started out in comedy, I would play the Midwest a lot. And people would be like, you're from the Midwest. Like, I, for whatever reason, read as Midwest. And you read as Midwest, like what? And your comedy does somehow. I don't know why. Yeah. Do you think you can put a? Can you put your finger on it?
0: I know someone said that. Even similarly, again at the Lincoln Lodge, was a guy named Steve who was like a staple there, and he was a comic that was around forever. And he was like, "The Midwest is dripping off of you." And he's like, "That's a good thing." Yeah. And I, I, I guess what is it? Because like, if you think about what I think, you have to go from what Midwesterners think about. The coastal elite. Right. Which is unrelatable, <laughs> eating avocado, Lo- voting blue yeah. down yeah, the sure. ballot. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, uh, what does make I used me to Midwest? Jo-
1: I used to have a joke about that where I go.
0: We're not tens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a joke where I go, people, people just people call me a coastal elite just because I live on the coast and I'm better than other people. <laughs> 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 but it's like, no, I'm, I, but I'm from, I'm from the Ohio of Massachusetts. I'm from Shrewsbury, which is kind of the same mm. thing. Like we're
0: nowhere near the water. Yeah. It's it's dead center in the never middle. tried sushi in my life until I was like. No. It was so, so like unreachable to me. I couldn't imagine trying. I don't even know if we had a sushi place in Ohio. Well,
1: Dayton is funny because you- I feel like in your first special, you go at Ohio a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then your second special, it's a love letter. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's maturity, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: you grow. You appreciate where you come from. And that was, I, I have to say like that joke, like you can just leave Ohio. Yeah. It's like, I mean it. And also it was kind of a more of a joke among me and my friends in Chicago than how I really felt. Yes. You know, so I think I was being disingenuous to myself. There, there's been two jokes in my career like that. Where I felt like that's not really me. And I and I said it because it'll get a laugh. It, right. it wasn't at the cost of my, you know, deepest moral compass. Yeah, of but course. it was like, yeah, that's not really me. Cause like I love Ohio and I my whole family still lives there. Yeah. I I really do love it.
1: So what's the second joke that didn't feel like you it was in your voice?
0: It would have been a joke about my mom. Like it's interesting because I so I had a podcast with my mom called We Called Your Mom. And it was just me calling my friend's right. mom. I remember that. We talked to yeah. Maria Bamford's mom. And she was curious if if my mom had a joke that she didn't really love of mine. Mm. Cause um Marilyn did of Maria's. There was a few yeah. where she's like, Oh, that's not nice. And one of them was my mom my joke, which was, I grew up in Dayton, Ohio. My mom still lives at home. Lose her. (laughs) And they didn't like it. They ganged up on me. Oh,
1: they did. And I'm like, you
0: guys know you're supposed to live at home. It's your home. That's the joke. If I said it about my sister, that would maybe be a little mean because she should probably move on. Totally. Yeah. They were just sort of like, yes, Marilyn was like, that's not very nice. You know, I was like, okay, I'm not going to win against these gals. That's very funny. But there was another, uh, joke in that realm i was telling it as almost as like a tag about my mom's voicemail that like if you call her it's like hey i'm not home right now um but i can be if you if you want to hang you know what i mean like, it, was sort of, it was sort of like <laughs> and that's not me like i you know what i mean <laughs> that is funny though that's like one of those jokes where i was like oh that's not but it can
1: be if you <laughs> want to hang i love that um is there an analogy because because when um when Hasan Minhaj was on the show he recommended this um Steph Curry documentary and it's funny I don't follow sports and yet I love sports documentaries and I think because it has so many there's so many analogies to comedy and performance and all these things relaxation you know all, yeah. all these things that carry over from one to the other do you feel well, first of all, explain to the listener what you're, how you're in the field hockey, oh, where yeah. you're heading to like a field hockey uh, practice right now.
0: Yeah. So long story short, I've been playing field hockey since third grade. Wow. I played a little bit of club in college, but then I was a theater major and that kind of took over at night for rehearsals. And we were a D1 school, so I wasn't gonna play D1. And I'm not even saying I could make it. But uh, then it was basically after a period of a, a rough relationship where I really went through a bad time. And I felt like, how can I get back to myself? Like what, I don't feel like I know myself after that. Like what happened to me? Yeah. How did I let that happen type of thing? Even though yada, yada, it's not my fault. But I started thinking about what are things that I did when I was younger before this bad thing happened to me. Yeah. So it was playing cello, I got myself a cello and it was finding a field hockey league. Two things I did that like brought me joy as a kid.
1: First of all, this is great advice. Thank you. This is like brilliant. Okay, good. It's a brilliant
0: concept. Yeah, I just was like, I need to, you know, sometimes after trauma or whatever things that bad things happen, you feel cut off at your head, like you're just a floating head. How do you get back into your body, you know? And so I just really on Facebook searched field hockey Los Angeles. Yeah. And I found the Santa Monica Field Hockey Club. Yeah. And I started showing up on Tuesdays very sporadically. But Simon, the guy who was initially sort of running things, um, all it takes for me... And this is the same thing for stand-up comedy. Yeah. Someone going, you're good. Yeah. And then that makes me want to come back. Mm-hmm. Like, and he meant it. Like, I I, I think, yes, it happened for me in stand-up that same way. It was like, come back next week. You're really funny. He was like, I am, you know? Yeah. So they said, you should come back. So I started coming back. Then I would drop off. And then I'd come back and then I'd drop off. And then, again, I went through a breakup in December. Felt very sort of lost, like- I've got a bit of a broken picker here. Why? Why do I keep picking things that ultimately don't serve me and really harm me and leave yeah. me worse than how I was? Yeah. So I went to Phoenix. I tried out for the U.S. Women's Masters team. Months later, I found out that I made the O35 team, which means we'll represent the U.S. in Buenos Aires, Argentina, at the Pan Am Games, December f- like fourth through fourteenth. So wow, that was a long answer.
1: So, so the <laughs> second part is what is. Do you see analogies between playing hockey and doing standup?
0: Yeah, I I would say more in life, I guess. Yeah, like I'm a defender, um, and I could very well score if I stop someone who's making an offensive attack. I could carry the ball up to the top of the circle and score, and yet I often so I've I've, I've done it. Yeah. But it's so not in me. It's so, sort of like, again, it's the defensive thing. Like, I protect, you can't get past yeah. me. Yeah. And and really, it's like, go score. Like, right. no one's stopping you. There's right. no rules. Like, go score. And it's not about the glory or the personal glory. Like, I could pass to a teammate and still score, like, assist. Yeah. I just mean, like, I'm very, like, stop it and get it out of here. Yeah. When really, I can move things forward and, like, score with a team. Yeah. And so I think that's sometimes how I think in career or standup wise, where I'm like, well, someday.
1: Yeah. Or I'll
0: do this eventually. Or, and it's like, no, I mean, go for it now. Yeah. Like you can just go score. I love that. (laughs) Take it up the field.
1: Working It Out is supported by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. I should point out that this is an ad for Squarespace, but I love Squarespace. I was thrilled when they became an advertiser because we've used them for years. Our website for Thank God for Jokes was Squarespace. Our website for Stand Up and Vote was Squarespace. Couldn't recommend it more highly. We use it all the time start a completely personalized website with the new guided design system Squarespace Blueprint you can sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell files your customers can download like PDFs music or ebooks go to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch head to squarespace.com/birbigs birbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash burbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Support for Mike is Working It Out comes from Helix Sleep. Helix has been with this podcast from the very beginning. We are huge Helix mattress fans over here. Let me tell you a few things that are great about Helix Sleep mattresses. They are fiberglass free. Unlike other brands, Helix mattresses do not contain fiberglass, which can be harmful to your health. As you may have seen in the news or on social media, there have been a number of health issues and lawsuits related to fiberglass and mattresses. You know, actually, I used to to have a mattress that was pure fiberglass. It was just, it was literally a bed of fiberglass. No longer. I sleep on Helix mattresses, which are fiberglass free. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com. Slash burbigs. That's helixsleep.com slash burbigs. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long with Helix. Better sleep starts now. No, now. Um, so this is called the slow round. Um, what's the best piece of advice that you've been given that you used?
0: Hmm... I think it's like, I don't know if it's necessarily advice that I was given as much as just watching Sarah Silverman on the road yeah. and she's a great actress. And yeah. so to make it new every time, mm. that's like the most beautiful thing I can watch her do is make it new for that crowd every time instead of, because it, again, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm so genuine. I can't fake it. like Right. Like, I don't want to be that either, but I sometimes do fall into, the, like, you guys know this one. It's like, well, they don't know this <laughs> they one. They don't. Yeah, yeah. That's you know? a good point. But I Great feel, reminder. But I feel that, like, oh, I'm being disingenuous. I just did this at the 7.30 show. Yeah. It's like, no, it's a performance. Yeah. And you have to reset and do it again.
1: And also, weirdly, like, that's what's so beautiful about live theater of any kind is, like, no, it's just all of us in the room at the same time, and you— they could have even literally seen every single joke and it'd be a different experience.
0: Yeah, that's. but it is another thing I do admire about you too, seeing you do, when I come see your shows, I sometimes see you developing them and then I always come and see the final product or final, I don't know how much you change after I see it, like, I don't think you're changing it. right? No, not right? that much, yeah, yeah. When it, in its final form, but like... You're doing that too. And I I know that sounds so obvious, but it's just sort of like when it comes to stand-up, like a play, I always got that. I was a theater major. I get that you do the play. But when it comes to these personal stories, stand-up your life, I just always was like, you know, I really was naive enough to think early days of stand-up that every time would be different. Yes. I mean, it can be in different little ways, of course, but there's power in giving them the best version of it each time.
1: Have you ever been fired from a job or or a gig?
0: Hmm. I got pretty close, I think. But it was like me working at in Intelligentsia Coffee, and I kept on like not adhering to the dress code. Oh.
1: We had to dress like dress people code.
0: Like newsies, you know, like vests. Oh really? Yeah. And That's a, how they like dress cab- at Intelligentsia coffee? I think times have changed. <laughs> I, my boss described some of my outfits as jazzer size in front of the staff. You know, it, oh I was gosh. wearing like baby doll dresses that had rainbows on them and stuff. But
1: I heard that you worked at this bagel place that one of our producers Mabel loves in Chicago.
0: Chicago Bagel Authority. Yeah, yeah. I worked in the bagel biz for years.
1: She said, loves the bagels. Doesn't think the bacon, egg, and cheese is very good.
0: Hmm, because it's hard boiled egg. <laughs>
1: Right? This is like, it was weird debating before you came, like, whether this is a valid question. I was like, yeah, this is a really good question. Of
0: course. <laughs> I mean, because, like, kind of, there's something soothing about the egg patty. Even okay. though it f- seems wrong, right? No, But, I like, agree. it's an like, egg patty that's round and frozen. Right. We heat it up, of course. But it seems wrong, and yet that's what everybody craves.
1: But do you think it's good?
0: I like both. I'm with you because if we're... If you're going to do the hard-boiled egg regular, add another piece of cheese to get the goo in there to really solidify all the yolk that's going to crumble because it's going to be dry when you bite in or whatever.
1: Mabel, does that answer your
0: question? You can always just sub egg patty for a hard-boiled egg. Who likes hard-boiled egg? I do. Mabel just said, "Who who likes hard-boiled egg?" and
1: I, and then you said, "I do." I do. This
0: is a really serious conversation (laughs) about egg sandwiches. I sometimes love getting just a hard-boiled egg, and I'll bite into it, and so I can reveal the yolk, and then I'll, I'll get rid of the yolk and finish the egg white.
1: What is it? Now that we've solved the egg sandwich crisis of the earth, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, that's how I
0: survived in in Chicago.
1: That's how I was here when I moved here. I had one slice of pizza a day for like a long period of
0: time. It
1: was a a dollar in Queens. (laughs) I
0: I have a um, new joke about like how much I love sugar and uh, there's a whole chunk on my sugar love. Yeah, But I just thought of your hilarious bit about um, eating a pizza right before bed. (gasps) My favorite time to eat
1: pieces the moment before i fall asleep yeah
0: <laughs> my joke is i love sugar so much i like to charge up right before bed <laughs> just so i have the energy to dream you know
1: oh that's nice mm-hmm. i love that the energy to dream um <laughs> what's people what do you think are people's favorite and least favorite things about you
0: i think maybe least favorite could be if i get really intense about something Mm -hmm. and i also sort of sort of interrupt i think
1: it's interesting i don't it doesn't strike me about you
0: okay well that's good i try not to do those things i'm I'm just trying to least favorite thing like i'm trying to think about things my sisters get on me about or
1: what's your people's favorite thing about you Mm -hmm. you like list a hundred least favorite things
0: (laughs) that would be that's the tell that yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, what else? What else? What are other things people hate about me? I th- like, I,
0: I, probably that I'm like a perfectionist or that I don't see that I, I can't take a win or something. That's
1: interesting. Yeah. That's probably
0: annoying to them. Like, it's good, Beth.
1: Yeah. Be happy with Be it. Be happy with it, yeah. Yeah, that's
0: probably annoying. I get that. Um, Like about me?
1: Yeah. I like mine. I'm a good friend. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, you are a good friend.
0: Yeah, I, I take pride in that.
1: Is there something that you understand about your life now or me, about life that you didn't understand as a kid?
0: Hmm. That's a, that's a big one. Something it's like, like what
1: I'm wrestling with my new hour. Really? It's like, well, I've been my daughter's eight. So it's yeah. like explaining the world and realizing like how little I know.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? It it that That is like, I think there is that realization that you have about your parent, you know, where you go... I thought of them as so so big, so yeah. knowledgeable, yeah. so everything. And now I'm that age, if not older than my yeah. mom was when she was raising me as a little girl. And it's like, I can't imagine being responsible. The things that she had to do at my age for yeah. other human beings. So I guess, I, I, I think the thing I, I learned is that um, there is no... I'm healed now or I'm done and mm. that's it. Cause I've I've been through that now many times. I thought yeah. I was okay. How did I let this happen again? Yeah. You know, like I thought I was in a good place. I went to therapy, I worked on it myself. I felt like I could have another relationship that would be healthy. And then how did I get here? How did I essentially kind of fall in love with another unhealthy person? And it doesn't mean I'm perfectly healthy. I mean, obviously, but I just think the thing I learned is like, you gotta keep working on yourself and being yeah. aware and listening and learning. And
1: That's so good. Like there's no, I'm healed. There's no, I'm done. Yeah. It's such a powerful point.
0: It's just, you gotta stay on your toes. Yeah, <laughs> that's no, so true. <laughs> no, it's so true. I've been overwhelmed with emotion over the last couple of days because I feel like I am with someone finally who I feel very loved by yeah. and taken care of. And it's hard to like, let that happen. Yeah, I'm not incapable of it, but it's like, did I choose somebody who's good? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like looking around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I might've done it.
1: Working It Out is supported by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. I should point out that this is an ad for Squarespace, but I love Squarespace. I was thrilled when they became an advertiser because we've used them for years. Our website for Thank God for Jokes was Squarespace. Our website for Stand Up and Vote was Squarespace. Couldn't recommend it more highly. We use it all the time start a completely personalized website with the new guided design system Squarespace Blueprint you can sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses or sell files your customers can download like PDFs music or ebooks go to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch head to squarespace.com/birbigs birbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash burbigs to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Support for Working It Out comes from Viore. Viore is a clothing company that draws inspiration from the coastal California lifestyle. I was thrilled that they were willing to be a sponsor because I could just talk about how soft and comfortable their clothing is all the time. I mean, I'll read the stuff they told me to say. It's uh, It inspires others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it does that. But also, my experience is just very, very comfortable. Viore offsets 100% of their carbon footprint. And since 2019... They've also offset 100% of their plastic footprint. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off. Ooh, that's good, your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable, versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash That's viore.com slash Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping. What? Free shipping. On any U.S. orders over 75 bucks and free returns. That's viore.com slash per Discover the versatility of Viori clothing. I've been writing a lot of jokes about like falling in love and stuff like that recently where like when I was single in my 20s, like in some ways it was cool. And in some ways it's like, Miserable, because you're just, like, roaming the earth, just being like, does anyone want to be naked at the same time? Yeah. And then, like, and then most people say no, and then... And then you got to be me neither, you know? And then then sometimes people say yes, and then you say no. And then they're like, I thought you were desperate. And you're like, right, but I, you know, and then that's awkward, you know what I mean?
0: But, yeah, but not that desperate. And it has nothing to do with you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Nothing to do with you. I know. That is such a
1: tough one. It's tough. And then I, yeah, and then I have this whole run about when I've, the power of falling in love is wild because it has this thing where you're rendered just completely out of control. and you and I'm a control freak. Same. and and so then you're kind of like, whatever you want to do to the person you're in love with, then you know, and then like it's so funny because then's like Jenny will hear me say that and she'll be like, that's what you think happened? You know what I mean? And she's right. Like, and it's, she's doing it also. She's like, whatever you want to do. And then I'm like, whatever you want to do. And then it's like 20 years later and it's like, we didn't do what we wanted to do. You know what I mean? And then it's like, we should start doing what we want to do. <laughs>
0: well, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to
1: <laughs> do. Whatever you want to do. But, and then the analogy the other day was like, it's almost like like putting it into like, oh, how does this become like a joke joke? Like where it has an example. is like. It's like, whatever restaurant you want to go to, whatever restaurant you want to get, And then we're cut to, like, we're eating peanut butter with our hands out of, like, the jar. <laughs> and
0: like that's like. Or just two skeletons. Like, whatever you want to <laughs> eat. No, wherever you want to go. Two skeletons. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah, I'm like, there is something to be said about, um. Like you're saying, just like giving yourself over to somebody in the challenge of of not that, because I don't think the other person wants that, right? No, but the, there is a. I've I've been talking about similar areas, I suppose, in in this realm, and it's sort of like if we were taught how to take an L in sex ed class or even just health class, like how to take a loss, like everybody's lives would be better, right? Instead of the classic like. Um, you know, do you want to go to dance with me? No, I don't. Well, you're fucking ugly. Oh, I was like, oh, okay. Well, moments ago you wanted to spin me about. Um, moments ago
1: you wanted to but spin now, me about. Yeah, <laughs> what a great joke. And if <laughs> is that you do to
0: say it? Yeah, a great line. It's just a new bit. Moments I'm, ago you <laughs> wanted to spin me about. Yeah, and if instead we were taught like, hey, do you want to go to the dance with me? No, and I'd be like, oh, well, thank you for your time. I understand that's not a reflection on me, my personality, or how I look. I hope you yeah. have a good day. And then they turn around. This is an act out. And the person's like, wait, 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 wait. You handled that so well. I'd love to offer you a complimentary blowjob. Oh my God. (laughs) It's just so attractive for someone to be able to take a loss. Like, I think it's one of those things where like, even these micro versions of it, which is like learning to sleep with this person, right? Like we're laying next to each other and maybe he wants to hold me like this, but my arm's falling asleep. But he looks so happy, but yeah. I'm slowly dying. Yes. And it's like this little rejection if I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm going to turn my butt towards you. Oh
1: my and he's noticed
0: it. he was like, I, he, he not in a bad way. <clears throat> he's just sort of like, we, I, we sleep with our butts to each other a lot. <laughs> oh
1: my God, that's great. <laughs> that's a great name of the album.
0: Yeah. We sleep with our butts to each
1: it's other. The most around. comfortable. Yeah, I was thinking that about seems that, romantic. There's nothing wrong with it.
0: But if we just switch sides of the bed, I guess we'd be sleeping there's towards like, each other. But that's yeah. my side of the bed. Have you? Or do you have
1: anything right now where like it's not even a like it's just something you feel strongly about, and it's not even necessarily a bit yet.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about the area. Well, I guess the, the, thi- the thing that I was getting at was like, I was like seven months clean and sober from men after that last relationship. That's funny. And I decided to, like, I have a joke. Like, I like weaving all my stuff. So it's like coming together. So I like to make it like a map, like yeah. into everything, into the next thing. So I, I'm like, I don't want to give away too much because I'm like, it's already a bit, but I'm going- No, I get it. yeah. I'm basically saying it's hard to find a good dad. Jizz is everywhere. It's, you know, but it's hard to find a good dad. And I did find one actually at a 4th of July party this year and I've been dating him. And I had initially been diagnosed with like a broken picker. Like a therapist was like, you don't know how to pick men, Yeah, you know? But I do feel like when I saw him at this party, like I was devoid of feeling, but... um. I felt pulled towards this person, like a Disney wind. Like like they knew that I couldn't do it myself. So they were like, (sighs) you know, like blowing me towards this man. Like the universe was like, so that's the bit that I haven't fully figured out. Yeah. But I like that he's a good dad. And I feel like there are less people saying that perhaps about moms. Like I like that he's so good with his, like- he doesn't call watching his kids babysitting them. <laughs> right. Like, I think there's less people saying like, she's such a hot mom. She's so good with her kids. Like, yeah. like, she's really busy, super frazzled, a lot on her plate. And the possibility of adding to that is really turning me on. Right. You know, it's sort of like, I, I, and then the other joke in that realm is like, he he's just a good dad. He lets me put all my trash in his pockets. That's funny. I like that. I love that.
1: It's so. This is this. This is the
0: new uh, realm I'm going
1: in. That's very funny.
0: And th- again, I go into this other thing that I was talking about: our capacity to love and how maybe it gets watered down over time. And and um, I feel like sometimes we're metaphorically handed a glass of wine at adolescence that represents our capacity to love, and then life is like a roller coaster, and you're just like,
1: oh my God.
0: And then by the time you're in your mid-30s, you just have, like, a single drop left. Oh, God. And you're just like, I think this is for me.
1: Oh, my God. That's so beautiful. Glug, 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 and you're drinking the... So, yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love that. <laughs> and the act out is you throwing your hair all around, which I'm sure kills. <laughs> you being on a roller coaster. It's funny you just say that because my tour right now is called Please Stop the Ride. <laughs> And it's about the scrambler. And it's a story I told years ago in My Girlfriend's Boyfriend. But I, it's a redux of that because what I find is that as I get older, that's the image that keeps coming back in my head. Being on the scrambler in seventh grade— and you're just like you're out of control yeah. and you know you're gonna throw up and you say to the scrambler operator, please stop the ride, and then I'm back and I'm scrambling scrambling, and I'm like, please stop the ride. <laughs> but it really is like it's funny you and I are in this are living in the same comedy metaphor currently I find it I find it every goddamn day it's like, like oh yeah, you're on the ride again yeah we're, we're all on the ride
0: and Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting me on the ride. Please slow down. Yeah. Can we just slow down today?
1: Let me see if there's anything else I have in the, in the new joke universe that would be apropos. I've, I've had this thing recently where I like I feel like I'm finally my age. You know what I mean? Like I'm like 45 and I'm like, yeah. I've been 45 <laughs> since I'm, like, 15. And now, like, I am 45.
0: Yes.
1: Like, I was never 22.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny because, I mean, I love that. And I do relate. I always felt like a little, yeah, sort of like a little adult in ways, too. I find that strange.
1: Yeah. When I was, like, 13, people were like, you have kids? I'm like, no. <laughs> I am a kid.
0: I want is to. Is that what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah. When my balls drop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the last thing we do is called Working It Out for a Cause. Is there a nonprofit you like to contribute to? And we'll contribute to them, and then we'll link to them in the show notes.
0: Great. Yeah, I do a good amount of stuff with Liz Winstead's company, Abortion Access Force.
1: Great aafront.org, yeah. Abortion Access Front. I will contribute to them Thank and uh, link to them in the show notes and encourage people to uh, contribute as well. Amazing. And thanks, Beth, oh. for coming on. Congrats on your new special. It rocks. Thank you. Couldn't recommend it more highly.
0: Working it out, because it's not done. We're working it out, because
1: there's no... That's going to do it for another episode of Working It Out. I love talking to that Beth Stelling this week, Beth is in Burlington, Vermont, at the Vermont Comedy Club, which is a beloved comedy club. You can follow Beth on Instagram, at Beth Stelling. You can watch the full video of this interview on on YouTube. If you're not caught up to our YouTube channel, we have all the episodes now on there. Um, check that out. Subscribe. We're going to be posting a lot more stuff on there. Check out BurtBigs.com. Sign up for the mailing list to be the first to know about my upcoming shows. Our producers of Working It Out are myself, along with Peter Salomon and Joseph Berbigley, Associate Producer Mabel Lewis, Consulting Producer Seth Barish, Assistant Producer Gary Simon, Sound Mix by Shub Sarin supervising engineer Kate Bolinski. Special thanks to Jack Antonoff and Bleachers for their music. Special thanks to J-Hope Stein, my wife, the poet. Special thanks, as always, to my daughter Una, who built the original Radio Ford made of pillows. Thanks most of all to you who are listening. If you enjoy the show, rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts. Say who your favorite guest is on there so people know where to begin. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Uh, let's say you get asked to a dance and you go, Nah. I don't really want to go to the dance with you. Uh, Here's a consolation prize. You go, hey, I want to tell you about my favorite podcast. It's a comedian, Mike Birbigli. he kind of works out jokes and material and ideas with other creatives about process. And then everything will be really smoothed over and no one has to call anyone names. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We're working it out. We'll see you next time.